This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy, and the Juice Crew certification program at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Well, welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another edition of Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve, and we're here with Richard Gordon. He's the founder of Quantum Touch Organization, a visionary and a real pioneer in all this. Over 37 years of experience in the field of energy medicine, He's best-selling author of Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal, now published in 17 languages alone, and Your Healing Hands, and his new one is The Secret Nature of Matter. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, so get a juice, some water, tea. We'll be back right after this with Richard Gordon. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Hello and welcome back. We've got Richard Gordon here. And Richard, I don't want to delay anymore. Let's bring you on the show. Everyone's been waiting here. We're going to talk about your new book, The Secret Nature of Matter, and all the amazing work you're doing. It's available on Amazon and website. We're going to share at juicegirlradio.com. Let's welcome to the show right now, Richard Gordon. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Richard, thank you. And how did you get into all this work? Let's talk about your personal story, how you got into energy work and how you came upon quantum healing. Yeah, um, Quantum Touch has been around for a long time. I started my journey um, long ago. I was about 24, and I went to a doctor, and he said, yes, you have a lot wrong with you. You got skin problems, lung problems, intestinal problems, but nothing's bad enough to treat yet, so why don't you come back when you feel worse? And I thought that's probably the worst advice I ever heard in my life. Why don't we wait till the engine freezes before we change the oil? So I went to a holistic health school. I learned something called polarity therapy. I was blown away that it could take me from feeling my worst to my best in an hour. I studied it. I wrote a book on the subject that came out in 1978 called Your Healing Hands. And just a few months before the book was released, my girlfriend said, you got to come see this healer guy. And he's teaching his very first workshop ever. And... I couldn't believe my eyes because here's this blase old obese grandpa who's doing things before my eyes that I didn't think were possible. He just touched my girlfriend's hips and they'd roll right back into alignment. And he touched her shoulders and he worked half her scoliosis straightened out in about 10 minutes. My jaw was on the floor. I figured he had a rare gift and no one else would ever learn it. He told all these tall tales, and I started to believe him a little bit because I had seen him do this impossible thing. Who knows what other impossible things he might be able to do? I apprenticed with him. I took over in his retirement. I um, evolved his work so radically, the people still doing what he was teaching then can't even recognize it anymore. It's grown and changed so much over the years. I've made some discoveries I never would have thought possible. And along that line of discoveries, um, we saw that, we, that ordinary people have the ability to help others bring down pain, accelerate the healing process, bring down inflammation. And lately, I discovered that we can actually explore the intersection of matter 
and consciousness. And I never thought this was possible. So obviously we're going to get deep here. <laughs> we start diving into these areas. We, we know right out the gate, this isn't your everyday. It's not craniosacral therapy where we're putting hands on and we're, we're trying to manipulate. But we're, we're, you're actually going deeper with all this work, right? Yeah. Um, essentially, we first need to understand what is the definition of a healer. And the definition of a healer is someone who is sick and got well. A great healer is someone very sick who got well quickly. Off the top, we need to understand that I have never healed anybody else, that our body is the healer. The cells heal themselves. If you get a paper cut, how do you heal that? Well, it's biological and spiritual intelligence that has the capacity of doing something so complicated as healing a cut. But that said, what we can do is we can raise our energy field through breathing and body awareness and our love and gratitude and connection to source. We can raise our vibration to create a field of energy. And then you create a field around the affected tissue. This is what we call quantum touch. And then their body entrains or matches the vibration of the practitioner and it accelerates healing. And people say, well, how do you know it's not a placebo? Well, first it works on infants and animals and people under general anesthesia. And we recently conducted a study on people with high levels of pain. And we, um, we had 41 people in the study with 50 pain conditions, mostly from fibromyalgia, arthritis, and accidents. 100% of the 50 pain conditions responded to quantum touch, while placebos only work about a third of the time. But there's an extraordinary self-healing mechanism in the body. And that can be triggered with suggestion and dishonesty and false beliefs, but it can also be triggered more effectively through energy healing, like quantum touch. And so we see that ordinary people can learn to do this very quickly and help other people to accelerate their healing process. So this, I know you have practitioners. This is something you're training people to implement into their own practice? Yeah, we've got over 1,400 certified practitioners of my work in working in over 50 countries. My books are in 17 languages, and we're about this much visible in, in a cultural sense because even though we have solutions that billions of people should know, we're just barely getting off the ground. Even though we have a very wide footprint, it could be a lot deeper. What are some of the stories, though, of healing that you've heard from either working with people yourself the, or some of your practitioners? What are some of the more profound uh, well, examples? There, there are thousands. We're putting together a free ebook. We're compiling thousands of anecdotes of people. But some of my favorites uh, an infant was born with severe fetal alcohol syndrome, addicted to amphetamines, born 13 weeks prematurely, with a prognosis of a 20 to 40 IQ, because mom got virtually all their calories uh, from alcohol. And addicted to amphetamines, so there was no hope for this child. So the social worker asked the judge if she could take the baby home. And he said, you can't do worse than what an institution. So mom and dad were both quantum touch instructors, and they ran energy into that baby every day. The baby grew up average height and weight, way above average intelligence, became the center of love, and could even learn how to see energy. In another case, an infant, uh, one woman works with infants in a hospital, and when they're born, 
Um, if they have breathing problems, it just moves the energy through them and they start breathing well right away. In another case, a nurse anesthesiologist working with people under general anesthesia. And when the blood oxygen level was crashing during the surgery, that means they could go into a coma or die. Well, she just brings the energy up and, they could, and then the oxygen level rises right up. The first time she did it, she only held it for about a minute, saw the oxygen level shoot up, started walking away and started watching it coming back down. I go, oops. She walks over to the patient again, continues running the energy and stabilizes it after about 15 or 20 minutes of running the energy. I'll give you one more example. Um, mm. My friend was giving sessions in a hospital and a baby was born with the plates in its head overlapping. And the doctor said, we have to do surgery. So in the hour and a half they were gonna take before surgery was to begin, she just holds the baby and runs energy. By the time it was time for surgery, the plates had already moved themselves back into alignment and the surgery was unnecessary. Because the body has an extraordinary self-healing mechanism that can be triggered through life force energy. And with quantum touch, we raise our vibration higher and higher and higher and wait for the other person to match our vibration and let their own healing process happen on its own accord. So what you're teaching is healing energy can be passed from person to person and object to object to correct uh, physical ailments and things like that? Well, it's all self-healing, isn't it? Because no matter what condition we're talking about, no one's going to heal it but your own body. So regardless, um, we ha I had a, a, a naturopathic um, psychotherapist, I think that's what, or no, psych uh, psychologist. And he was saying that he took uh, a man with obsessive compulsive disorder off two of his medications after giving him some quantum touch sessions. We sincerely don't know the limits of what's possible. What's most exciting is everybody can learn to do this right away. And one of the phenomena, one of the interesting phenomena, aside from bringing down pain and accelerating healing, is watching bones melt back into alignment with a light touch. And when I was on the road giving endless workshops for decades, I would tell people like the guy selling the cheap suits, I guarantee it. I would tell them they'll be able to move bones into alignment with a light touch before lunch break on the first day of the workshop or their money back. No one ever failed. This is probably the easiest skill that there is to learn. Amazing. How, what is your method for digging deeper when you're discovering you know, the secret nature of matter and diving into these areas of consciousness? Are these things that happen under meditation? No. Your dreams, vivid dreams? What's your no. method for delivery? All right. Let's, let's back up. Back in 1978, I learned that bones can move into alignment. Now, let's be clear. 99% of the people who are interested in quantum touch don't care about that. They care about bringing down pain, inflammation, helping people be born, helping people die, whatever it is. That's what they're all, everybody's concerned about. But I have this fascination with an anomaly that didn't make any sense. If you measure somebody's hips and you see one side is much higher than the other, and you learn how to run the energy and touch the hips, you can get them to roll back into alignment, which is considered physiologically impossible. Similarly, if you lift up on the base of the skull, the occipital ridge, and you see one side's much higher than the other, 
and you run the energy, you can get them to align in a few seconds by running the energy. This is what I showed people in class. But about 10 years ago, I made the discovery that I could cause that alignment without even touching people. And then I wrote a book called Quantum Touch 2.0, The New Human. This was my third book showing how you could work on multiple conditions simultaneously or multiple people simultaneously by doing a meditative energy process. It's still the same breathing and body awareness that we did with basic quantum touch, where you feel your whole body in waves and you link it to your breathing. That's how we do the trick. There's no, there's no woo, there's no magic symbols or attunements or any woo that we add to it. Just breathing, body, awareness, your love, gratitude, projection of energy. Then I found out you could work on multiple people, multiple conditions simultaneously. And I didn't know if I could take the work any further until a little over two years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend Daniel said something intriguing to me. He said, I've discovered that if you make a movie of yourself doing a healing session, people watching the movie may receive healing. And I said, that's really hard for me to believe. He said, try it. So I thought about how am I going to make a movie and know whether it worked or not? Because if somebody said they have a headache, it's unreliable. They might just want to tell you something nice, like they're feeling better. But I have no real way of evaluating whether it really worked or not. And then I remembered, oh, if somebody's hips are uneven and they suddenly become even, that's a yes or no answer. The golf ball is either on the green or it's in the hole. There is no ambiguity about it. The light switch is pointing up or it's pointing down. No ambiguity. So I made a movie of myself meditating and I show people the movie and it aligned them. And then I thought, well, I had this brainstorm one day and I thought, what would happen if I put my intention into a physical object? Like the first thing I had was a golf tee in my pocket and I meditated on the golf tee and I put the same energy intention into it as if I was working on a person and I handed it to somebody and it immediately untwisted the posture. And I was, oh boy, I think I've opened a door here. Then I started thinking, well, it worked on wood. What about paper or rubber or plastic or wood or a pebble or water or any kind of material, a leaf? So I tried it on every kind of material to see if it would work. And I discovered that every kind of matter holds energy and intention equally well, as if to say all matter is made of, this technical term, God stuff. It's made of the stuff of the all that is. And it all holds consciousness equally, whether you're talking about a gorgeous crystal or a cigarette butt a body of a dead cockroach. It's all the same. It's all holding energy and tension equally well, able to permanently untwist the hips and the cranial bones with a light touch, with intention. It's interesting because you hear about that with water, right? The hidden messages of water and how, you know, through thoughts they were able to manipulate water. I've never heard it, uh, you know, when it comes to matter. Yeah, well, this was, this was an interesting discovery. So I started doing some basic experiments. What, how do, what happens if I boil the water? Will the energy and intention still be in the water? So I boiled water for 20 minutes and I collected it in a little vial and then I handed it to somebody and it worked instantly. 
wow, that's interesting. But what about the water that had evaporated on the lid of the pot? No, it had once it changed state from water to vapor, it had erased the information. What about water that turns to ice, like Emoto was doing? No, it lost all the information when it went from water to ice. What about ice to water? Yes, it held the information when it went from ice to water. I don't make up the rules. I just report what I found. So we're seeing, I, I ran 58 experiments to explore the intersection of matter and consciousness and made some remarkable discoveries along the way. And I did like a homeopathic experiment and a whole bunch of others. And one day I, I, may, I was seeing things happen that didn't make sense to me. So I started exploring that place where it didn't quite, it didn't quite work in my mind. Why is this happening? And what I noticed was sometimes, like for instance, if I'd meditate on an object and the object was on a table, was the table charged? Did it spread from object to object? Was, was it kind of like osmosing from object to object? And I was seeing that that was happening and yet I, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. So I ran a classic experiment. And in this experiment, I was in a coffee shop I'll put a shout out. It was at the Bulletproof Cafe in Santa Monica, Dave Asprey's famous cafe there. And there was a woman standing and her hips were massively misaligned. So it's rather easy to measure. I had 12 pennies I'd never paid attention to before. And I laid them on the table about three to four inches apart. So it was a long line of pennies. And then I didn't want her looking at it because I didn't want her interfering with the experiment. I meditated on penny number one. It was right behind her. And then I measured her and she was still very misaligned because I hadn't accidentally aligned her. Okay, we're good. So I reached way down, hand, handed her penny number 12 to see how far it might have extended. Penny number 12 untwisted her instantly. And I got upset. No, it's not supposed to work this way. I only meditated on penny number one. Penny 12 was three feet away. Why is that one charged? So my first thought was, well, maybe it spreads like fire spreads across gasoline. And I thought about it and thought, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because if that were true, the table would be charged, the floor, the walls, the windows, everybody in the cafe and everybody on the planet. That is not what happened. Okay, theory number two. And I made up this idea I call conscious entanglement. The next day, I was at a conference and I met two women who both had a very big hip displacement. They call it pelvic torsion where it's really twisted. I borrowed a handful of change because I wanted some objects that I'd never seen before. And I just stared at it. And all I thought was, I see all the coins in my hand. They're all here. I see them all. That's the whole of my thinking. I put them on a table, handed each of the women one of the coins, reached in my pocket, pulled out a charged coin, tapped the coin on the table, and both women were immediately untwisted. Because the idea was I joined the coins together in my mind. Each of the women were holding one of the coins I joined together. I touched one on the table to give it a charge and all the coins instantly became charged and the two women became untwisted.
And then the next day did the experiment <coughs> in reverse where I met a woman. She put her change on the table without looking at it. I tapped the coin on the table and she remained twisted. Therefore, there was no entanglement. This change was a stranger to her. So these were some of the experiments, but the entanglement meant that I could create what I think of as a group talisman. So I had this beautiful pendant made. And I, once I had the pendant, I joined them all together in my mind. I ran my best healing energy into them. And then I sent out a gift to my top 50 instructors in the world and said, run your best energy into this object. And before we realized it, we had sold a thousand pendants because their students all wanted to have one and other instructors wanted one. And now we have over 5,000 of these pendants. If you've seen this on video, this is what they look like. They're nice gold or silver pendants with a nice pattern on them. And what happened is these pendants are now holding the energy and intention of thousands of healers. And they're adding their energy every day. And lately, we've been putting in our special gifts, talents, special abilities, and peak experiences into the pendant. So if people want to draw from those energies, they can do that also. Interesting. And what are people finding through wearing these pendants? It's not so much the wearing of it, but it's the connecting with it that makes mm -hmm. the difference. Because if you have something on and there's no thought about it, you're not really connecting with it. But we had um, one woman take the pendant and stroke the back of the cat to the end of the tail a number of times, and the adult cat's bent tail straightened out. I had one, I didn't even know what these were in terms of what they could do. I was at a retreat in Cancun, Mexico, and I meet this, I meet Gregorio from Italy, who hadn't breathed through his right sinus since he was a teenager. He's probably in his mid to late 30s. And I said, well, here, let's try an experiment. Hold these two pendants on both sides of your nose. Within five minutes, he's breathing through his nose. I'm taking a walk with my friend Jamie. And he had stubbed his toe so badly in the morning, after about a mile, he said, I'm not sure I can walk any further. My toe's hurting too much. And I said, well, take your pendant and put it on your toe. He was wearing sandals. He just laid it on his toe. Within seconds, he said, my whole foot is tingling and vibrating. I said, that's good. Within two minutes, he said, we can walk again. And two minutes later, he said he couldn't even feel his toe. A friend of mine sprained his thumb. So he's holding the pendant against his thumb uh, for about 20, 30 minutes before he goes to bed. Next morning, his thumb was fine. And he thought it would be a month before he could use it. And these are just the tip of the iceberg because people are using these. They don't actually replace quantum touch sessions for the most part, but they're showing something totally remarkable. But here's another interesting aspect of these pendants. I can meet somebody like, okay, about five days ago, I was at my dentist. I have a new dentist and she was curious what I did. So I said, let me show you something curious. She, I was the last patient of the day. Her husband was there and the hygienist was there. So we measure the hygienist and we see that the hips are really uneven. I touch her with my pendant and I make a little funny noise, boink, like that, and she's instantly aligned. And then 
I do it to her. And she and her husband and the hygienist measure her. And sure enough, she's aligned. Then I hand the pendant to my dentist and say, touch your husband with the pendant with the intention of causing the alignment. So she doesn't know my work. She touches it with intention and he's immediately aligned. This is a breakthrough of such proportion because it shows that the mind is not confined to the brain, that objects can hold energy and intention, that the materialistic view of reality is incomplete, that our love actually has impact on the outer reality, and about 20 other things. The name of the book is The Secret Nature of Matter. We're here with Richard Gordon. This is available at Amazon, all the usual culprits. Richard, how do, how do people get a hold of you and the work you're doing? What's your website, the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, quantumtouch.com is the best way to go. Quantumtouch.com. We'll have a link under the show notes. If you're watching the replay, we'll have it underneath the video and on Juice Crew Radio over at the website. Uh, so, Richard, in the book, also you talk about love and transferring love and how we can use that with this technology. How is that you're using love? Well, if you think of water as the universal solvent, you can realize that love is the universal frequency. That there's tons of videos online showing the most unlikely animals responding to affection and love. Here's an eel that for 10,000, a million generations, no one was ever affectionate with the eel, but they're feeding the eel, and the eel's like a pussycat and wants to be petted. You see a tortoise, a wild tortoise that nobody's ever been nice to this tortoise for a million generations, and yet, and yet this tortoise is responding to affection and love. So um, this is the universal frequency and vibration of the universe. And so what we see is that we put that energy in conjunction, we put that vibration of love into our work. And one of the really primary messages of the world has been that your love isn't valuable and it doesn't have impact. This is what people who have harmed you have always told you. And if you think about who, who hurt you the most in your life, they made you feel like your love wasn't valuable, that your love didn't have any impact, that your love didn't matter. That's always the cruel message that we're given by those who have harmed us. But the truth is, your love is the most valuable resource you have, and it has impact. And what we see is people doing healing sessions will have the most profound impact, if they're not just doing the breathing and sweeping of the energy, as I teach, but they're connecting to that part of themselves that is compassionate, that wants to relieve the suffering of another and will take the energy to do so, that cares enough to give. And the energy works much more profoundly if we're able to access that vibration of love. Amazing work. Richard Gordon right here on Juice Crew Radio. Richard, before we close out and take some questions from the Juice Crew community behind sure. the scenes here, and, um, any final words or message to our audience that we didn't touch on or that you want to share before we close out this segment of the show? I think we, we pretty well covered the basis of this, and I'm curious to see what questions people have. 
Uh, the website again is quantumtouch.com. The book, The Secret Nature of Matter, our guest, Richard Gordon. Richard, thank you for the amazing work you're doing. And well, one more thing I did want to say was before we got on here, I know you had a green juice to get yourself charged. What role is juicing playing in your life? Because I love it. I'm a big believer in doing everything that's beneficial. Emotionally, I've got an entire process that helps people find and release emotional causation of reality creation. We call that self-created health. I believe in exercise. I don't feel great unless I have 16 ounces of green juice every day. I wean myself off of all sugar and, and processed foods over the years. I got carded um, about six months ago because I entered a golf tournament and they, didn't, they were concerned I might not be 50 years old and I'm going to turn 70 this year. And I really believe that it's possible for us to slow, potentially stop, and even reverse the aging process through uh, energy. And I've got a whole course called The Art of Youthing, How to Slow, Stop, and Potentially Reverse Aging. So green juice, healthy food, emotional process, energy, use every tool available to you and keep upping your game a little bit every week. In fact, I suggest to people, make it a 2% change every week in your game. In other words, do one tiny thing every week that's just 2% better than the week before. By the end of the year, you're 100% different and you keep the game going forever. That we can always take it to a new level. And that's Richard Gordon. That's closing message right here on Jisco Radio. I'm Steve, and we'll see you next time. Richard, thank you so much for that. I'm going to actually see if anyone wants to come on video. You don't have to turn your camera on if you don't want to. I'm going to promote you to panelists if you want to join us here in the inner circle here and uh, ask some questions. And if you're watching in Juice Crew Nation on Facebook, just type in your questions below. Richard will stay with us for a couple more minutes and take some questions. So, Go ahead and, and have at it right now. I see um, Mara Lee is here and Diane behind the scenes. Hi, Diane and Denise. And she's got her camera off. And any questions? Anybody want to turn their mic on and ask Richard a question? He's here. And I see his, his cat's in the background there. Is oh, that yeah. your kitty? Yeah, she likes to visit me when I'm on shows. <laughs> Did you have something, Marley? No questions. Everyone's complete here in the group. In that case, I will go over into the community and see if we have anything coming in. Uh, Shane writes in Juice Crew Nation, suggestions for emotional fitness, Richard. Well, I'm a, my guru is Jiminy Cricket because he says honesty is the best policy. Mm, he is and a guru. The problem is most people aren't honest with themselves about what they're actually feeling. The greatest human blockage is the unwillingness to feel the intensity of your own emotions. And the reason for this is because we are spiritual beings and our hurt goes far deeper than we want to know. But our love actually goes far deeper than we could ever know. And so when the energy healing is insufficient to do the complete healing, what we see is that it's time to find the emotional cause to release the specific emotions. And only after that, then realize that you hurt yourself by carrying those emotions around for decades. Then to feel the remorse of the damage and then go through the self-forgiveness process that leads to 
what's best described as explosive, overwhelming self-love. And not only did the symptoms disappear, but people feel incredibly grateful for having had the condition because it shows how they had stopped loving. So, handle it all. Work emotionally, nutritionally, energetically, lifestyle, exercise, and uh, you just keep getting better every year. Big thank yous coming in from the community all around. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Richard, thank you for being here with us today. And, you know, maybe I'll see you over one of those juice bars in Santa Monica one of these days, and I'll, I'll come over. I love it. Love to meet up. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.